Hello, beautiful. Welcome to Stress Less with me, Jess, season three, where I focus on business owners, entrepreneurs, and managers, and including their employees. If none of these apply to you, please stay tuned, because if you're looking for that realistic, real life podcast where it just helps you when you're stressed out and just looking for something to help you when you're stressed, this one is for you as well. Hello and welcome to Stress Less with me, Jess. My special guest today is Alvina Pete. Good morning, Pete. Uh, Alvina. Good morning. How are you feeling today? Just fine. Good, good, good. I wanted to give you an introduction. So you are a master creator of empowerment and leadership programs for junior and mid-level female career professionals. Can you kind of enlighten us on more about what that actually is? So I design either programs or I create communities for women who are, who are typically at that junior or mid-level in their career, in their careers. And my program is titled Take Control of Your Career, um, Emerging as a le the Leader You uh, Desire to Be. And I also have other um, products and services that I provide for not just the the corporate or the woman who's in an organization, but for the solopreneur as well. So those women who have created their own product or service or even business, but they're solo, they don't have a staff or if they do, they may have one other person that's assisting them. But for the most part, they're out there on their own, pounding the payment, knocking on doors and um, yeah. Oh, I love that. So you first said, desiring to be the leader that you want to be. What does that mean? So we like, you're trying to push us out of our comfort zone. You're trying to show us confidence. Can, tell me a little bit more. Cause that just sounds like, oh my God, give me more. So, you know, I often use my own story all the time. Whenever I, that's my basis point for, for working with folks. And a lot of times women, and especially at that junior and mid-level uh, start part place in their careers, they have these desires. Either they want to move up in the organization or maybe they want to move out of the organization and start something on their own. And they hold themselves back. They may feel like now's not the right time or they are really afraid to take that leap of faith. And so my programs, my work with women are always about, let's explore what's your heart's desire. What is it that you really want to be doing? And now let's look at what's getting in the way of that and really chipping away at what's getting at the way, get, getting in the way of that and start to see yourself as deserving to be in that position or deserving to have that company or business that you want to start. I love that. So my mindset is I hear you're saying like people are probably going, oh, it's not the right time. But I feel like as you're diving in and working with women, do you really think it's the reason of it's not the right time? Or do you feel like it's deeper than that? Well, I, I think that sometimes it really is not the right time. Ooh. And only an individual knows that maybe they have 
um, a lot of family responsibilities or personal responsibilities or goals that they have set for themselves. And so they say, you know what, I'm on this path and now's not the right time. But I know, I feel strongly that in three years, that'll be, it'll be a better time for me. So I, I start there with saying, you are the expert on you. So I, I, my role is not to convince you that, oh, you need to do this. That's not my role. My role is to help that person who says, you know what, I really want to do this and I don't know what's holding me back. Mm. I'd like to explore what's holding me back. So she has already decided or really defined for herself, this is my heart's desire. Some things are getting in the way and I want to move, remove those things that are getting in the way. So, so I think there's that both and I think that you do have people who now is really not the right time and you have women who are it's never going to be the right time because they are holding themselves back out of fear oh wow I I love that because I think that probably takes a lot of fear away from a lot of us right because one you're meeting them exactly where they're at and then saying okay what is that one next step right so it's more of not like what's that next leap it's how can that one next step and I think that is very reassuring to a lot of us because a lot of times, like you said, designing that leadership to be taking that, that role, you know, a lot of women are in that leadership role in the sense of their family and stuff, but when it comes to themselves, not many of us are. So I feel like you saying, Hey, it's cool. You're still doing great. You're amazing. What's the next step of growth? That's it. Right. And I think you're kind of just painting a different mindset on it and not shining so much like the scariness, like, Hey girl, I got your hand let's, let's do this. Right. And I think that's so awesome because I think that's another reason why a lot of women don't reach out. Cause they're like, I just want the steps. I don't want to take a jump. I just want to know, is it me? Is it the right time? Am I stepping my own way? You know, what is it? And it feels like you really try to do it by person and not just like, this is the module and we go this way. And that's just how it goes. Right. Cause that's yeah. like, we're all different. Like you just said, some of us have, are at different stages in our life. So my question for you is, okay. So you work with me and you're saying, okay, Jess, it looks like it's just not the right time. What's the next steps for me then? If today is not the right time, what would be the next steps for me? So if, if you have that little flame, that little, you know, if, if you, if you have an old fashioned and it might be modern day ovens now too, but you <laughs> ever notice in the old fashioned ovens back in the day, it was a little flicker, a little pilot light. I remember, in there. Yes. And I remember my grandmother and my mother would, you know, like, oh, the pilot lights out. Yes. Yes. I forgot and all they, about those. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> and you, they, uh, probably the worst thing you could do, but I remember my grandmother like sticking her like oh, yeah. match back there and getting it. Fearless. Going. So I'm that person that's going to get the pilot light going for you get that little flicker of flame that going for inside of you light it up and if it's already lit let's let's let it you know illumine and and get bigger and and so programs that I design and communities that I design are built around creating that that space for women to build a collective consciousness around, we can do this, we can take the next step. And does that mean, as you just said, that you take a great big leap? No, that maybe this small cohort of 
six of us, 12 of us, 20 of us can encourage one another, but respect boundaries and say, okay, what do you need? Where do you go? Where would you like to be? And how can I help you? So my programs start there, but they also, I'm always asking women, what are your strengths? Let's look at, at the base level, what are your strengths? What do you do well? What is it that you, how, how are those strengths going to help you take that next step? Now, I call them your props, your personal realization of power. Mm. When you can take time to reflect on what are my powers? What do I do well that I know? Not that I just do it well because I've always done it and that's one way, but I'm talking about that thing that really lights your pilot, that really gets that fire burning because you know, like I'd rather do this than anything else in the world. You know, I can get lost in this for hours because I absolutely love it. It comes easily to me. I don't really have to think about it. It's just who I am. Mm. That's what my work as a coach, when I'm coaching women, as a program designer, as a facilitator, it's all about what do you do well and how do you build on that? Because that is what's going to help you take the next step. Yeah. So I, my question for you next is, so when I think about when you're asking women for their strengths, again, like, do you think that's something easy for women to go, here are all my strengths? Or is that something that you can work with them saying, Okay, you have two down. That's great. That's a great start. How can we build a bigger list? Because I know you have more than two strengths. Is that something you work with them as well with? Um, to a degree, because okay. remember, I started this with you're the expert on you. Yes, you're right. You're right. So my job is not to convince you that you have more strengths. My job is to help you see that you have a lot to offer and to come to the realization on your own. So for example, I think I mentioned to you, I, I, I wrote a book, I'm yeah. not, it's, it's in stages. So it's really more of an anecdotal journal. It's my story and I then give the reader time to reflect on her story as a, in this way. Cool. And so um, one of the things that I talk about in the book is that when I was a young college student, I was working in a family sandwich shop and I loved it. I mean, I loved every aspect of it. I did not understand why I loved it so much until I went out into the, and I'm doing the air quotes, the <laughs> real world, because all the well-meaning adults in my life were like, okay, so this is not real world. You need to, you're getting ready to graduate college. You've got to land a corporate job and make yeah. lots of money and all this kind of stuff that they had. And I was first generation in my immediate family to go to college. So they were all eyes on me. All right. So I go to college, I graduate, I leave my sandwich shop experience and I start working in uh, corporate America and I hate it but I don't know why I hate it, but I just hate it. And then I realized that what was happening was that I was applying all of those strengths that I had in the sandwich shop 
I was trying to retrofit them, I guess would be the best term, or fit them into this new role. Well, for instance, one of my greatest strengths is I'm a communicator, right? I love to talk and engage and tell stories. So that's not really what my job as a insurance clerk <laughs> was supposed to be about. I was supposed to have my self in my cubicle processing claims, not walking around from cubicle to cubicle telling stories. And after I talk with a customer to go over and say, I heard this fantastic story, right? In the sandwich shop, I could do that because it was a neighborhood sandwich shop and people would come in, they knew me. They would be, sit with me for like about 30 minutes before they even placed an order on a slow weekday, right? We could just talk. So that's just one example of, okay, what I thought was, well, that's totally irresponsible. You're at work. You're not supposed to be talking and telling stories. And so, as you know, Jess, when you're trying to do something that's not in your zone, it can be very stressful. You find that you're very unhappy. Oh, yeah. Your customers and your leadership is not happy with you. And so it took me a long time to realize that the reason why I my work was stressful in those later experiences was because I wasn't using my personal realizations of power, that of a communicator, that of a connector, that of coaching and helping and teaching. And so it took me some years, but once I landed there, I began to soar. So when we talk about stressing less, the first thing I will say to someone is figure out where your powers are, what your personal realizations are, have those realizations of your power. And then step back and say, am I using these powers in my work, in my life? And if I'm not, that could be one of the reasons why I'm not really feeling this position with this company or this job. I'm not saying leave or quit or, you know, but what I am saying is figure out how you can incorporate using your strengths, using your powers. And there's so many studies out there about that. Uh, one of my favorite um, tools to use in my leadership programs is the Gallup uh, Clifton Strengths Finder, leadership, um, Clifton Strengths Finder, a mouthful. I love it because it hones in on what are your strengths? And now that we know these, how are you using them? How are you applying them? And I think that is a, a very important key to stressing less, is to know who you are, know what your powers are, and to apply them as often as you can. Avita, I'm so glad. So I hope you don't feel like I was like pushing questions, but the reason why I wanted to push that question again was because you literally just spelled it out again. You know, literally meeting yourself where you are, but you also mentioned in your story, it doesn't matter where you are, right? So I think a lot of times it's like, oh, well, if you're corporate, you're awesome. If you're a lawyer, you're a doctor, like you're smart, you're this, right? But we forget that it's also about happiness, right? So you could be that insurance person and yes, you're making money. Like again, where the air quotes are happening over here, but you're not happy. So what are you living for, right? So realizing, okay, what if you stayed in that sandwich shop and you became like the 
you own six shops because you were just so happy and became bigger. But when it doesn't matter exactly where you are in the sense of like the picture of schemes, but if that's where you're happy, you are able to grow faster there, right? And so that's exactly what you're saying. Meet yourself where you are, take that step back. I'm strong, I'm happy here. I can keep growing. And that's what I can do here. But again, with the society and how maybe we even look at it itself, sometimes it's like, oh, well, I'm just a janitor. I'm just a school teacher. I'm just, and it's like, no, boo. That's, you're happy. You're happy. You mean people would pay to be happy? You know, like, you know what I'm saying? So it's, um, I loved how you framed that story and how you brought that to attention because that's exactly what I was doing is wanted people to hear that meet yourself where you are, see what the happiness is, follow that trail and keep growing. And it's nothing against what other people do when they push and things like that, because maybe you might need that, but there's nothing wrong with meeting yourself where you are and then growing from there. And I, something you said, um, I want to go back to, as we started the conversation earlier, I think a big source of stress is a lack of confidence. Mm. So if you're, if you're working in a role or trying to really do well in, in a role that is not your sweet spot, is not yours, and you're trying to make it work. But at the same time, you're constantly wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you're making mistakes. You're, you're, and, and you're beating yourself up about them. That, ha- that plays a number on your confidence. Now, I'm not saying that you give up on yourself and say, oh, what I am saying is, as you just said, what are my strengths? What are my talents? What do I do well? And go for it. Yeah. And the the other stuff, it, it will come. Whatever that other stuff is for you, you know, because some people it's money. Some people it's, you know... I don't know, intellect, some, it's different for everyone, right? Some people it's service. Obviously we all have to pay bills to keep a roof over our head, no matter, you know, how grand or, 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 you know, modest we live, whatever, right? That's, that's your individual thing. But I just think that I read something once and it has been sticking with me for a while. You know, it says, yes, you know, money or title or whatever, that may be important to you, but don't make that your primary focus. Yeah. You know, and, I, and that just stuck with me. Like you deserve to be promoted. You're working hard and you, you're yeah. applying yourself and you're contributing to the organization and making the organization a success great you and you want to be acknowledged for it great um you started a business and you want to turn a profit of course you're working you're not you know unless you're doing it for totally altruistic you know purposes of course you want to turn a profit but when we make that our primary goal we can be distracted because because material fluctuates yeah right like you know title shift yeah. Things change, organizations reorg, a lot of stuff happens. And the the constant is yourself. You're always with yourself. Yeah. 
So if you can master your own consciousness, if you can master, this is what I do well, I don't care what the situation is, this is what my, these are my strengths, and I know they serve me well in a variety of situations, I think you're, you're ahead of the game of life. I love that. I know you have an event coming up. So before we get into your event, I want people to, you to tell people the best way to contact you. So they're listening here. They're like, I have to work with Alvina. What is the best way someone can contact you? The old fashioned way, email. email. You know, I am on social media. Yes. LinkedIn more than most. Okay. LinkedIn is the, 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 uh, social media that you can find me on the platform and it's simply Alvina P. Perfect. But email is, is, you know, just reach out, just reach out. And it's Alvina at, and this is long, Williams Pete, P-E-A-T. So it's Williams, which was my maiden name and Pete, my married name, P like Peter, E-A-T as in tomorrow. And then it's A-S-S-O-C, like associates, A-S-S-O-C dot com. So Alvina, A-L-V-I-N-A at williamspeteassoce.com. And I'll have all that repeated in the notes too, but I love to hear how people repeat. I think it's important. So yeah, so email, LinkedIn, um, email her. Obviously she knows what she's talking about. She has the passion for it. She has the history for it. So I love, love this. But you also have an event coming up. Can you please tell us about your event that's coming up? Yes. So I have an event on Saturday, July 30th called Her Empowerment Retreat. And for short, it's Her. I started this retreat back in 2018. It's an annual retreat where we gather in person in Horsham, Pennsylvania. And it's a full day. And this year, I'm really excited because it's on, I'm hosting it on International Friendship Day. Oh. So that's a thing. And so I'm encouraging women to bring a friend. And if you go on my website, which you'll post, yes. uh, you'll see the special friendship pricing and there's special pricing through June 30th. So I'm encouraging people not to come alone. And the thing about this retreat, this retreat was the foundation for all of the work that I do with women, because through the retreat design, I created a methodology for working with women called the four pillars of empowerment. And the four pillars are I do, I dare, I deserve, I desire. And so what we spend the day looking at is this is and and why I do it this way is because most women will talk about all the things that they're doing. I do this, I do that, I do this, I do that. And at the other end of that continuum is what they really desire to do. And so in between that, what they're doing and what they're desiring to do is the fact that it takes some risks. So that's where the idea comes in and they have to really see themselves as deserving. And so we spend the day looking at ourselves from through those four lenses and this year's theme is live your best life so we will spend saturday looking at what is your best life you define it because it's different for everyone and then applying or overlaying those pillars of empowerment to see how you get there you're so amazing like you said, the register link will be in the show notes or wherever you found this post. Obviously, it's going to be on your website as well. 
register. You don't want to miss out on this. This is such a great opportunity. I've heard so much about these events, so I'm excited as well. But Alvina, before you got on the call, I did warn you about a lightning round. Are you yes. ready? I'm ready. <laughs> I think. I think. I promise. No scaries. Where where was um a childhood family vacation? Where did you guys Where go? was a what? Say that again. Familyhood child when you're oh my god. I need my coffee over here. Tell me one childhood family vacation. Just where you went. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting because we didn't travel. We didn't go on vacation as children. So we, my, my mother and father were working class people. And so we did more things like go into Fairmount Park and have barbecues, oh. go for fat Sunday drives. Um, uh, my dad uh, made a barbecue pit, an actual barrel. And we had, we lived in a row home in Philadelphia, but we had a driveway in the back of our home. And so every summer, that was it. He would barbecue everything until to the point where my mother had to tell him to stop. But those <laughs> were the, so we spent a lot of time at home as a family. And occasionally, if, a, if um, there was something happening it, with one of our relatives in Florida, we might drive to Florida for a wedding or something like that and squeeze something in. But there was never a planned family vacation, no. I still love that though. I love mm -hmm. that. I think, um, again, it doesn't matter where you go, how you do it. It's just, it's just the community and you keep bringing them up too. So I think that's just about where that came from. I love that. That's so cute. Um, sorry, I was just envisioning this and I was smelling barbecue. Now you got me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> if you could learn any language, what language would you learn? French. French. Have you ever been to France before? No, and I plan to do it for my 60th birthday. I want to go to Paris. My daughter speaks French, so she's told me that maybe I start should start practicing or learning so that I can wow. go. Oh, that'd be so cool. All right, you have to keep us updated. What is one way you reduce stress? So you're stressed out. What is one thing that you can take your go-to stress habit? Bubble bath. Ooh. I, I, that's my my happy place, my book, or sometimes I have a window like right by my bathtub. And sometimes I just sit in the bathtub and just watch the sky, the birds, whatever that comes flying through. But yeah, that's, that's my happy, that's my stressless place. Oh my God. I love this. I mean, before I let you go, any last words that you want the listeners to know? Hmm. Give yourself grace. You're doing the best that you can with what you have. You're so amazing. I mean, thank you so much for coming on here and taking the time out, guys. Do not forget to either email her with any questions, but also check out her, her event. I promise you it's going to be amazing. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hello, and thank you for listening to Stress Less with me, Jess. Please subscribe so you can get upcoming episodes every other Tuesday or leave a review. I would love to hear your thoughts and feelings about today's episode or any other episode you have listened to. If you need more resources or wondering how I can help you with my individual coaching or my workshops, please visit me at journeytoyourself.net. Have a fabulous day.